Today on Locked on A's, we are going over all of the rotation candidates for the A's in 2023. They've got some depth. There, there are so many guys. So we're going to run through all of the candidates in the first segment. In the second segment, we're talking about A.J. Puck because everybody keeps asking, is he actually a viable starting pitcher? I'm going to try and answer that question. And then in the third segment, we're going to piece together a rotation. So... It's going to be a fun, fun way to close out the year. Happy New Year, everybody. Let's get into it. You are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 514 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's show, the A's have so many guys that could be in the rotation. Let's talk about them. And then another guy that could be in the rotation, AJ Puck. And then we're going to piece together who I think could be in the A's rotation come opening day. And uh, why not get a head start on that to end 2022. Why not? Sounds like fun. We're not doing special, oh, New Year's resolution episodes. No, no, no. We're still sticking to the news and what's important at Locked On A's. Anyways, thanks so much for uh, tuning in uh, and making this your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Uh, Make sure to check us out on YouTube because YouTube is great. Uh, Like, comment, subscribe, do all those things. Say in the comments, so good at baseball. So handsome, and uh, then I will like that, and I will show my wife, and she will giggle, and it'll be great. Uh, and then uh, also follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I've been by Jason B on Twitter. Also check out Inside the A's, or I've got some good stuff. I got some good stuff over there. Uh, I got a, a piece about Dermis Garcia and what he needs to do to make the opening day rotate or the opening day. Uh, I got the rotation on the mind. Uh, the opening day roster, and then I also. Uh, did some research into the biggest contract that John Fisher's ownership group has handed out. It's not Eric Chavez. Guess who it is? Uh, so it, that that was a fun one, and you might be, you're going to be very disappointed. So go check it out. Uh, but before we get into anything, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. So let's start by talking about the starters in the A's potential rotation in 2023. Uh, Obviously, there's Cole Irvin. Cole Irvin is probably going to be the number one starter unless injury befalls him because he has been uh, very consistent. He's been at least league average, at least, and also can make most of the starts in a season. He can give you 30 starts and you're going to get some good innings. You're going to get some, some, a couple of bad rough outings, but you're going to get for the most part, a very reliable starter. You put him at the top of the rotation. Cole Irvin also has experience and he's been good at the big league level. So Cole Irvin, number one starter, I would assume Uh, he had a, he went nine and 13 last season with a 398 ERA over 181 innings pitched. Uh, he had a 4.11 ERA going into his final start of the season. I believe that was the the second to last day of the year. Of the year, might might be wrong, but I think it was the second to last day of the year. Uh, and he went six scoreless innings against the Los Angeles Angels to get 
his ERA under four. You could tell that he wanted to, too. I was at that game. You could tell that he wanted to. He wanted to stick out there and just get every out that he could to get his ERA under four. He got into some trouble. He got out of some trouble, too. And his ERA is under four. Um, and then you got Paul Blackburn. He he had a good season for the most part. Very good season for, for Paul Blackburn. He went seven and six with a 4.28 ERA uh, in 111 and 13, 111 and one third. That's that's the number that I was going for. Innings pitched. Uh, he had a 2.15 ERA at the end of May, which was astounding. He was giving the A's like five innings pitched to the first month, and you know doing very very well in those. And then he started like, going a little bit deeper in the games, and it was like. Is this a new Paul Blackburn? And then it was, until it wasn't. Because in June, he had a 5.13 ERA. And then in July, he had a 7.36 ERA. And uh, he made three starts after the All-Star game before you know succumbing to injury and missing the rest of the season. So that uh, allowed some other guys to get a shot in the rotation as well. We're going to talk about those guys here in just a second. But Paul Blackburn, he's a veteran guy. He showed that he can do it. Now we got to see if he can do it again and for longer and uh, more consistently. Uh, it, it seemed as though he figured something out early on in the season and then the league adjusted to him. Maybe he would have adjusted back to the league as if you know he had not missed time due to injury. I don't know, but I'm intrigued to see what Paul Blackburn does in 2023. Uh, and then you got A's new signee, Drew Rachinsky, who was signed out of the KBO. Uh, he's He's been good in the KBO. He wasn't, you know, renowned as, as an MLB uh, bullpen guy, but now he's a starter and he's made 30 plus starts. He's made 30, 30, 30, and then 31 starts in the last four seasons in the KBO for the NC Dinos. Uh, he had a 297 ERA last season. And uh, he had 9.02 strikeouts per nine and 1.58 walks per nine, which is really, really good. You got to love those stats. He can control the ball. He's he's interesting. And with the, the innings that he's been putting up and the consistency that he's been showing over those four seasons, he's been arguably the best pitcher in the KBO, uh, you know, with all things considered. It's a good signing. It's a... It's a low-cost low signing. It's $3 million for 2023 with a $5 million option for 2024. Let's see what happens. I think that you, uh, you you put him in the mix. I think that he's definitely going to be in the rotation. I'll talk about where to potentially slot him in the third segment, so stick around for that. But Drew Rachinsky, I'm very intrigued. Is this going to pan out? Is he going to be like Merrill Kelly was for the Diamondbacks last year? We'll see, but uh, moving forward here because there are so many names. Uh, you got Ken Waldachuk. He was one of two guys that are on this list that are in the uh, the rotation mix that were acquired in the Frankie Montas trade with the New York Yankees. Uh, Ken Waldachuk went two and two with a 4.93 ERA and seven starts. He had a 4.30 FIP, so that's a lot better and a lot closer to league average. So. He was already doing pretty well as, I mean, he's still going to be a rookie, but in his first seven starts in the big leagues, he, he did okay. And so he's got that experience. He's had an offseason to prepare and work and build up and take what he's learned and come out as a new, as a new pitcher, potentially. Uh, in his final start of the season, I, again, I believe this was against the, you know, it was against the Angels. I definitely remember being super excited about this. Uh, he went seven scoreless on the last day of the year against the Angels. He got the win against Shohei Otani. He also 
got a win against Jacob DeGrom. Not necessarily because he pitched well. Uh, I think he went five innings, gave up four runs, but he got the win against Jacob DeGrom. Both of those guys are now in the A's division. So you got Ken Waldachuk, uh, ace slayer over here. Love it. Uh, very intrigued to see what he does in 2023 because uh, Lindsey Crosby of Lockdown MLB Prospects, he said that Ken Waldachuk is a sleeper rookie of the year pick. He's also got a, an episode coming up. I don't know if Waldachuk is the A's guy in this, but um, he's going to talk about uh, everybody's Rookie of the Year candidate in 2023. I assume that since he said that Ken Waldachuk is probably the A's Rookie of the Year candidate, it's probably going to be Ken Waldachuk, spoiler alert, but check out uh, that episode when it drops next week. Anyways, the other guy that was acquired in the Frankie Montas trade that is in this mix is J.P. Sears. He went 6-3 cumulatively between uh, his time with the Yankees and with the A's. He was 3-3 with the A's, Uh, but he had a 3.86 ERA cumulatively. he was up and down a little bit with the A's. He had like a 450, I think, uh, ERA with the A's. Um, he, you'd get a couple of good starts out of him, and then he'd have a blow-up start, and that wasn't great. So up and down performance from him. But he did also completely outduel Luis Castillo, the, the Mariners' big trade acquisition at the trade deadline. He outdueled him three different times. He went two and one in those games. But he outdueled Luis Castillo three times, so he can he can do it against some of the better pitchers in the league. You, you gotta like that at the very least. I liked what I saw from JP Sears. He's he's a deception pitcher, so he could be a bullpen piece. But I like him in the rotation. Honestly, I, I want to see a little bit more consistency out of him, and that's why you would give him a spot in the rotation is so you could work on that consistency, but maybe they like somebody else more. I don't know. Maybe they like Kyle Muller more, who was acquired <laughs> in another trade, this time with the Atlanta Braves. Uh, the, the most recent trade with the Atlanta Braves, the Sean Murphy trade, uh, he had an 8.03 ERA in three starts this past season with Atlanta. Uh, he had one big blow-up start, which wasn't great. Uh, he had a, he went uh, two and two-thirds innings pitched, gave up seven runs. He walked six against the Texas Rangers. You don't like the opponent that he did it against, but you can see why you know his ERA was very bloated in three starts. Uh, he in the other two starts he went like roughly five innings, gave up two earned runs in each of those. So he was. Okay, he was all right. He wasn't like the best, but he also wasn't an 803 ERA guy in those other starts either. He just didn't have enough starts to whittle that sucker down. That was the issue. Also, he walked six guys in that start. So he only walked one guy in each of the other two starts. So there's that as well. Uh, The hope here is that the Braves just have too many good arms. They're just too good of a team. And so they were like, ah, here's Kyle Muller. Give him some starts. He'll be fine. And so hopefully he'll be fine. That's that's the hope with Kyle Muller is uh, you, you get him some more some more playing time at the big league level. Let him develop a little bit more. And the A's can do that. And they also are good at developing pitchers as well. So we'll see what happens with Kyle Muller. I'm excited. And uh, also intrigued. Intrigued is like my word of the year. I'm intrigued about everything Oakland A's. So if you hear me say intrigued, I like the A's, and I'm intrigued by them. Uh, Moving on, you got James Caprillion, who is going to be starting the season most likely on the IL if he's not in the bullpen, uh, because he uh, had right shoulder surgery, and he's not going to be ready to be starting games by opening day. That was reported by Martin Gallegos, among others. Uh, Martin Gallegos of MLB.com. And so 
he's not going to be in the rotation, but he's still going to be in the rotation mix at some point, you would imagine. He went 5-9 and nine with a 4.23 ERA. Uh... He, he wasn't great for the most part of the season. Like, he had months of, like, f- five-plus ERAs. And that, it was all right. It wasn't great. It wasn't great, let's be honest. Uh, but he finished the season very strong after they tried to move him to the bullpen. And then Adam Alla got hurt. And they were like, hey, Cap, you're back in the you're back in the rotation. Go get him, Tiger. And uh, he went, uh, he, he gave up five earned runs in his final 25 innings pitched. That was spanning four starts. He was very, very solid in his final four starts. Really lowered that ERA to 4.23. He did a great job. And I, I want to know, can he take what he did in those four starts into another, I don't know, 20, 25 starts in 2023? We're going to see. I don't know. But there's some intrigue there as well. <laughs> I didn't say intrigue on purpose that time. Uh, moving on, we got two more guys. We got Adrian Martinez, who I enjoyed quite a bit. Uh, mostly because his changeup moves so much. It is one of the the biggest moving changeups, and it is the biggest moving changeup in baseball vertically, I believe. Um, horizontally, it's okay, or vice versa. One of those two. It moves so much more than second place. Uh, problem is, uh, his his sinker got hit a bunch, and so I think that he needs to add a another pitch. I've I've lobbied for a two-seamer so that the sinker goes down, the two-seamer goes to the right or to the left. You can cut it however you want to, Adrian. It's fine. But add a two-seamer, and you can cut it, and then it would play off of your sinker and let your sinker play a little bit more, I think. So that is... Uh, also, he went 4-6 and six with a 624 ERA. Those were his numbers. Uh, it He had a couple of like pretty good starts, and then there was a, a bunch of other ones that were like, ah, five innings pitched, four runs, and you know stuff like that. So... You could see why the numbers were, why they were, what they were, <laughs> um, in looking at his game logs. But I like him a lot, and I think it's that changeup. Uh, I just a couple of tweaks. I think that there's something there with Adrian Martinez. I don't want to give up on him. I think that he's going to be part of the rotation at some point. I don't know if it's going to be opening day. We'll talk about it in the third segment again. But lastly, we got Adam Aller, who finished with a very similar ERA. He actually a higher ERA than Adrian Martinez. He went two and eight with a 6.30 ERA on the season. But in August, he really started to turn things around. He had a 3.03 ERA in the month of August. He also had two starts that really stood out to me just in the entirety of the season. He had the one start that he gutted through against the Miami Marlins, where the bullpen was gassed. They they could not come into a game early. And he went six innings, gave up three runs, and like 115 pitches, something like that, 111 pitches. It was a it was more pitches than the A's usually let guys throw. And he didn't have command. He, he did not have his A game at all. He might not have had his B game, but he got through six innings to save the bullpen, and he he did it. He 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 gave the A's a quality start when he had zero command over his fastball. That is excellent stuff out of Adam Aller. And then in the next start, he went, uh, I believe, six no-hit innings against the Yankees. He went eight shutout innings against them. Uh, he was absolutely fantastic. He completely dealt. And then the A's offense didn't do anything. And it took some heroics from Stephen Vogt and others uh, in order to get the win that game. So... Yeah, he didn't even get the win in his best start of his career, so that stinks. But Adam Aller showed me some stuff. Adam Aller, come on the podcast. I want to talk about those two starts because that was gutsy, and I liked what I saw. He made one more start before going down with injury, but 
the, the final start before somebody has an injury, uh, I usually just throw that out. And then he came back and he made one start, like as a as an opener. He gave up like three runs in, in one inning, in the first inning. And uh, I, I don't really count that one either. So he finished the season great, according to me. So I'm intrigued by Adam Aller. I don't know that there's a spot for him, though. But I really liked what I saw from him down the stretch. We're going to talk about uh, everybody's favorite topic of conversation in the A's rotation right now, AJ Puck, in just one minute. So stay locked in, you guys. Today's episode is brought to you by the NHTSA. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home, okay? It's no big deal. What are the odds that you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up? You lose your license? You lose your job? You total your car? You kill someone? Everyone knows about the risk of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So, if you think that you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe on your platform of choice, especially if that platform is YouTube. Go to YouTube, subscribe to the channel. We're at 648 subscribers. We want to get to 1,000 because 1,000 is just a much better number than 648. It's also much bigger. So go go be part of the revolution that is Locked On A's. And uh, uh, once you subscribe, comment down below because that helps the podcast grow on YouTube and find other A's fans like yourself. So if you like this and you think that other people would also like whatever the hell it is that I do, go comment as well. So good at baseball. So handsome. Uh, also, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way mostly every day. Um, it's at Inside the A's on Twitter and on Facebook, so you never miss an article over there. But let's talk about AJ Puck because everybody want. Okay, here's here's where everything started. During the GM meetings, before the winter meetings, David Force was asked by MLB Network about A.J. Puck, and he said, yeah, we're, we're having him get stretched out a little bit. We're going to stretch him out during the spring training, see what happens, see if he might be able to be a part of the A's rotation in 2023. And that got everybody asking me, hey, is that real? Would you do that? What's up with that? Um, and I legitimately don't know. I... Okay, so I've been very conservative in my AJ in my AJ Puck uh, protection. I guess I wouldn't do it. Is how I've been thinking about it. But I I looked at some numbers and I can see where the A's are coming from. And maybe they feel like they have enough depth to weather the storm without AJ Puck in any capacity. And uh, but if he is healthy and he is able to be a starter, maybe this isn't a 2023 move. Maybe this is a 2024 move when the A's potentially hope to be a little bit more competitive than they will be in 2023 and have him be that ace that they need as opposed to going out and like signing an ace or acquiring an ace via trade. Maybe they got one in the 2016 draft with these number six overall pick. They just need to get him ready now that he's been healthy for a season. So I think that that's probably their thought process. But 
few notes on AJ Buck. He's a six foot seven lefty who has been compared to Randy Johnson his entire career. I was listening to a podcast and I did not realize that Randy Johnson was not like Randy Johnson until he was like 30. He was so old by the time he figured it out. AJ Puck is still only 27, so he's got three years before he's Randy Johnson. I love that. Uh, but only but Randy Johnson was uh, he he couldn't do it with like uh, command. AJ Puck just gets hurt. So there's a there's a difference, I guess. Uh, and also, uh, Randy Johnson was up in the minor or up in the majors uh, a lot earlier, I believe. But anyways. Uh, let's talk about AJ Puck here. He was four and three out of the bullpen last year. He had a 3.12 ERA in 66 and a third innings pitched. If he can stay healthy and remains that effective in in the rotation, that would be a huge boost to the A's rotation. That is a, also a lot of ifs. So we'll see. Uh, he hit. 10 guys out of the bullpen in those 66 and the third innings. He had six wild pitches. Those are not great numbers. That might, you'd have to work on those a little bit to be an effective starting pitcher because if you're throwing like 150, 180 innings, that's so many, that's going to exponential, that's what, 25, let's say, hit batsmen and, I don't know, 18-ish wild, that's a lot. That's a lot of just free bases that you're handing out on top of walks and hits and, you know, other ways the guys get on base. That's, that's a lot of like easy way, not maybe not easy ways to get on base, but a lot of ways to just advance runners and do some shenanigans and make your job a lot harder. So there's that. You'd have to work on that slightly and also probably have to work on uh, his, the, the pitches, the pitches, how many pitches he uses uh, because he out of the bullpen, he threw 16.16 pitches per innings pitched, which that's a tongue twister. Uh, and that worked out too. If he, if he kept that rate up of 16, just over 16 pitches an inning. He would have to go, he would go roughly six innings every time, which is good, but you might want to go, 15 is usually the, the go-to. If you can get down to like 12 or 13, you're doing great. That's a Maddox right there. Uh, that always reminds me of the Rembrandt commercial. That was so dumb. Nobody ever called it a Rembrandt. Anyways, um, yeah, he'd be throwing 96 innings over, or 96 pitches over the total of six innings at that rate. He probably has to work on that just a little bit, uh, but it, it's not the worst thing. If he can give you a five or six, sure. It, when he has a roughly three ERA and he's striking out more than the batter in inning and he's doing other things, that's great. Uh, don't hit guys. Don't throw wild pitches. Those are two great things. Um, the, the big question that I have for him in 2023, and maybe it doesn't matter if the plan is for 20, building him up for 2024, where he might be able to really let loose. But could he exceed 100 innings in 2023? Pro he'd be right around 100 innings. I think that that's where he would be. And then you'd shut him down. So I don't know, like, do you have him start the season in the rotation and then just shut him down in July? Uh, there's a weird calculus here, and I'm sure there's a way to figure it out, where you could have them start in the rotation, and then you just have them do bullpen work the rest of the year. I don't know. Maybe have them do some spot starts to get that, that innings limit up, but I think that 2024 would probably make more sense for him as a starting pitcher, because you got to build up more innings in that arm, because he, he just hasn't done it. He's been hurt a lot, so... He needs to get more innings on that arm before he can really just stretch out and go up to 150, 180 innings, somewhere in there. And with so many starting pitching options, is it better to just keep him in the bullpen? That's another question. I, 
the A's have some guy. They have some depth at both the bullpen and in the starting rotation. Would it be better to just keep him where he was comfortable and where he had success and just play it safe? I don't think that that's what the A's are thinking. We, we know the risks because he's missed seasons. He's missed a lot of time in his career since he turned pro. But the the, the reward with him could be really special. So I'm, in, I'm intrigued to see what the A's do with A.J. Puck. I think that they're just going to build him up and build up his arm a little bit so maybe he can make more multiple inning appearances out of the bullpen and get him up to 100 innings that way and then use him in the rotation potentially if he can make it through a second full season healthy. Uh, maybe use him in the rotation in 2024. So I think that that's where I would go with it. Use him multiple innings out of the bullpen this year because you have a lot of starting pitching options. You got nine of them that I listed without AJ Puck. And then there's also like Mason Miller down there. You got Hogan Harris down there. They've got some guys that can start some games for you. They've got two rotations worth of guys that are decent, that are that are like, okay, they've got like league average potential at the very least. And that's kind of what you want out of, out of some of these guys. Some of the ceilings aren't as high, but they've got some guys. So, I think that I would go multiple inning reliever, build up the arm, have him start in 2024. I don't know that he's going to be a viable rotation candidate for 2023, though. So that's where I stand on AJ Puck. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to piece together a rotation with that in mind coming up in just one second. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show and you've made it this far, please leave us a five-star review on your platform of choice. Make sure to uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm by Jason B on Twitter. Check us out at Inside the A's for more writing and A's news insight and analysis as it happens. And also when it doesn't happen, just things that are just tickling my brain. Like what's the biggest contract that John Fisher has handed out? There's a, there are, there's the intrigue. Let's just say that there is intrigue. Uh, Cause it, it wasn't Eric Chavez. Cause he was signed by the previous ownership group. So it's not him. Who could it be? Go check out Inside the A's. Uh, but let's talk about the A's rotation and how I think that I would piece it together as of right now. I already gave, spoiler alert, I gave you Cole Irvin because that one was fairly uh, straightforward, I thought. So you got Cole Irvin as the number one. Paul Blackbird, I mean, I've said you could trade him because you don't necessarily know what you're going to be getting out of him uh, in 2023. He had... You know, a very stellar first couple of months, and then a 5.13 ERA and a 7.36 ERA the, the next two months, which bloated his ERA to 4.28. You could trade him, but maybe you want that depth. You want that extra veteran presence in the rotation. I don't know, but I, I'm placing him number two because it makes sense. So you got lefty, righty. You got Irvin, and then Blackburn, and then I'm going Drew. No, I'm going Ken Waldachuk third as another lefty, but he's a rookie. And so you don't know necessarily what you're getting out of him. So then I'm placing Drew Rachinsky number four behind him, who was shown to be durable and give you innings. And I think that he could help save the bullpen a little bit. So you can still win some of these games by relying on your bullpen and then knowing that you got Drew Rachinsky or Cole Irvin or even Paul Blackburn to help save the bullpen on some of these games. And so that's where I'm finding some intrigue right there. And then number five, I mean, 
If you're reading the tea leaves, you know that the A's like Kyle Muller. I'm going with Kyle Muller, number five, as another lefty there. So you got lefty, righty, lefty, righty, lefty. And I think that's how the A's are going to they're, they're gonna piece it together, that at least to start. And my son made a cameo on the YouTube. So go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, so that is the rotation as I see it. I still really like Adam Aller and what he showed in the month of August. J.P. Sears loved J.P. Sears. He was dominant when he was dominant. And he beat Luis Castillo three times. Is he going to be a... He, he needs to be in the majors, you would think. Because you can't just waste him in Vegas. Is he a bullpen guy now? Who's out of the bullpen then? Uh, there, there's so many options because I think that Kirby Steed, another lefty who could be on the on you know uh, the the yes or no list, uh, would be potentially pushed off by J.P. Sears as a lefty. Uh, even though I think Kirby Steed ha he has lots of movement on all of his pitches, it's a matter of honing those pitches. Maybe he needs a little bit of time down in the minors to you know really hone those pitches. But I'm I'm intrigued by Kirby Steed and a bunch of the other guys that they have. In, in the bullpen mix, like Freddie Tarnock. He can throw some gas. He's probably not going to be a starter for the A's, but uh, he, he, he's been placing the bullpen on a few sites, and I'm intrigued by that. So that is, that is what's going on with the A's pitching staff, and mostly the A's rotation. That's who I would put in the A's rotation, but, you know, what do you guys think? Let me know down in the comments below on YouTube. So go subscribe to that and go see that cute baby that popped up behind me out of nowhere. That was a little terrifying. Uh, but that's all that I got for you guys today. Thank you so much for making the Locked On A's your first listen today. Now, go make Locked On Sports Today your second listen because Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anybody else with our local and national experts and insiders. The Locked On Sports... Today podcast is available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts, just like this one. So wherever you're listening or watching this, go find the Locked On Sports Today podcast because uh, Peter Bukowski, very handsome man. Go check him out. Uh, but that's all that I got for you guys today, this week and this year. Happy New Year, everybody. Um, you know, be safe and do things and uh, drink responsibly uh, because the NHTSA told you to. Uh, but that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next year, go on and celebrate good times, Ace fans. And I will talk at you on Monday, probably.